you're in business because you have an idea, a spark, a passion, and it's your gift. It's the one that you have and you're bringing it to the world. I know it isn't easy and it requires commitment. You have to learn both the mechanics and leave room for the magic every day in your business. And I'm here for you to help you make a profit. I'm Don Kennedy, your host of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. I'm an attorney, author, mentor, and CEO of a growing coffee company. I'm in this with you every single day. Thanks for joining me on the show that looks at all aspects of business from the mindset to the sales to the money left over at the end of the month with tips and strategies to help you navigate this amazing ride on entrepreneurship. Thanks for making us part of your journey. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. And I'm really excited to bring with you today, Kristen Westcott. And I know her because she actually used to work with an organization that I used to coach with. And I was a client for quite a while, and she's an amazing strategist and really great at helping people find their voice. So I'm excited to bring her on here. We have a great topic of discussion. Kristen, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Don. I'm so excited to have this conversation with your audience today. I need to know first and foremost who you are and who you serve. Yeah, absolutely. So as as Don has said, my name is Kristen and I am a business growth strategist and a copywriter and I predominantly work with entrepreneurs in the online space who have been in business for at least a year and they're looking to kind of make some changes to that copy that they have. Um, whether it's refreshing their website or writing a new sales page for a new offer that they're putting out there, but either they're having trouble getting it to go from their head and translate onto the screen, or they're really, they just don't have the time. They've got so many other things happening in their business that this is an area they've decided to outsource. So I kind of step in, I help them create aligned copy that resonates with their message and their core values behind their business and help that translate into, you know, what it, whatever it is that they want to see online. So I'm going to just jump right in here and say the thing that I didn't hear. I did not hear you say one thing about being customer focused. I heard you say a lot about somebody being aligned with their own message. Can you elaborate about that? Because I think the industry and several industries have always been, you know, make sure you're talking to your ideal customer, make sure you're customer focused, make sure you understand your ideal avatar. I heard something different in your message. Can you explain? I can. Yeah. So I'm not saying we're not going to be, you know, customer focused because obviously we are, but I think what's happened in a lot of marketing over the years is when people focus on just the customer, just the ideal audience, whatever, there is a tendency to a group, a group of people into one section and segment and try and overgeneralize in a lot of that way. Um, but B, we, we've tended to focus on personalizing any of the problems our customers have faced to them individually. And we really kind of start to actually take triggers, which they call in marketing social triggers. And those can actually be really harmful to a lot of people. Um, We don't know the background of many of our customers. Some of them have experienced trauma. Many have experienced trauma, whether that's generational trauma or whether or not that's personal trauma from growing up. And a lot of the traditional marketing ways um, focus and teach to really kind of hone in on those pieces of your ideal customer and that avatar and really agitate it so that they seek to want to work with you. Um, and the approach I take with with working with my clients is to really focus on what is 
your business goal? What is your vision and why is it you want to do that? So I know a lot of business coaches have you do your why and we do it and we set it aside and we grumble about it. And then we just kind of leave it there. We might do a social post about it and that's that. But really when we get back to focusing on why are we in business? What was that bigger thing that we wanted? Because yes, money is always a part of it. Um, but what did you want that money for? What were you hoping to do with that money? Was it to free up the time? Was it a, a particular cause or an organization that you want to be able to free up your time to be able to volunteer or support with, like really getting back to the core of what is your message? What are your values as a business owner, as the CEO of your company? And how do you want to lead your company going forward? And that really infuses your copy so that you can really be completely aligned and completely proud of that messaging that you're putting out there rather than feeling like, oh, this just sounds like marketing speak. It doesn't actually encompass what I want my potential customers or clients to know about me and my company and how I do business and our vision for the company and where we want to grow it to and why that is fundamentally important to us. And I want to jump in here also and talk about this this trigger thing and kind of back up a little bit. So when people go out there and they say, find the problem, find the problem, find the problem, what I'm hearing you say is that may be harmful. It is. And in many cases, we don't necessarily recognize it because many of us, myself included, come from privileged positions, right? I am a white woman. I have experienced my own personal traumas, but I have not experienced trauma based on where I grew up. I live in Canada. You know, I've not experienced trauma in that I grew up in a middle class family where food was not, you know, scarce in our household. And so I come from a position of privilege. And so if I don't recognize that there are these other things out there, then the things that I might put into a marketing message could be very triggering for someone. So for example, let me give a concrete example here. A lot of times we are told to use scarcity um, tactics in the online marketing space, right? And if it's legit, like 100%, you have a, a program that is a cohort-based program, you're opening the doors, you're starting on Monday, you need to close the door so that your cohort can start together. 100%, that is legit. Go on and let people know because it helps them make a decision. But what I'm talking about is this idea for people, you know, you're seeing posting on there going, only two more hours or only one more space. And we're getting people worked up about that. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness, if I don't make a decision now, I might not be able to get it. And that can trigger trauma of people who growing up may have had legit resource scarcity. They might not have ever have known where that next meal was coming from. So if they didn't get in on it now and they didn't eat now, they might not have known when that next meal was coming. And so we're triggering these these traumas, these past experiences in people when it's not legit in our businesses, right? Because we see many times people will say, oh, I decided to let a couple more people in or, oh, um, they opened the cart two days later. I had so many people email me saying they couldn't get in and I've reopened the cart and right. So now you've triggered people and you've triggered their traumatic experiences from their past for something that wasn't legit, something that was just told to you as a marketing technique to be able to sell more of a particular product. Yeah. Um, I've had that happen. I think everybody listening in on this podcast has seen that at one time or another. And, you know, how do we separate the authenticity that you're trying to elicit from somebody's values and things from this type of marketing, I guess, training that we've all received? I mean, I don't know how many courses that we've gone to where they say, this is how you get people to, to get, you know, off the 
I don't know how they put it. They, you just, they, you get them to get off the fence. You get them to make the decision now and stuff versus, you know, where you're trying to get to where it's authentic and you're, you're telling people to make the decision, but you're doing it in a way that won't be triggering. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a couple of different ways um, you can do this. So the first thing is you can still talk about some of the pain points, right? I'm not saying completely eliminated. Don't talk about anything that might be the problem, right? Because you want them to identify with where they're at. You want them to be able to say, yep, that's me. This is kind of what I'm experiencing. But there's two parts to that. One is rather than making it personal, like you, Don, the reason your business isn't growing is because you're not doing whatever, right? It's saying, okay, this is the situation you might be in. And know that you're you're not alone. You don't have to say those words. I'm just <laughs> just for everybody out there. There's there's no magic marketing words. Like you don't have to say you're not alone. But I'm just saying like instead of saying Don, it's your fault. We're gonna say and you're existing in this particular culture or this particular environment or in the online space that is experiencing X Y Z problems. So it's making your your. You're letting them know that this is the pain that they're experiencing. You understand where they're at, right? You're calling out some of the frustrations they might be feeling, but you're not making it personal to them. It's not them that is the problem. It's not them that is broken and therefore needing to be fixed. It is an environment in which they are currently trying to navigate and letting them know that they're not alone in that navigation. There are many other business owners that are in that space as well, trying to navigate that. And you have a solution that can support them in solving this particular problem. So you're you're still letting them know that the problem that they're facing, but you're not making it personal to them. You're making it a little bit more distance, a little bit more separated, which can then release, not necessarily be a trigger to that trauma because they're understanding it as existing and part of a, a community and that they are not the reason this is happening to them. It is a, a cultural reason or a bigger systemic problem that needs to be solved. And until we can solve that bigger problem, here are a few solutions I have that can help you navigate this until we as a community solve this bigger problem. So this sounds like marketing is coming around to what we've heard over years with like relationship people who are saying attack the problem, not the person. It's, you know, it's a bigger thing that we want to identify kind of the elephant in the room and talk about that and not maybe how the other person's responding. Am I getting that right? Yeah, exactly. Because, and I mean, I don't think this is something that's just hit the online space community. I think it's just been a marketing shift in general in the last decade, that we have taken a lot of those, you know, direct response marketing tactics and really kind of twisted them. (laughs) Really, if we're being honest, we've really twisted a lot of those strategies into becoming more personal attacks. And this is a a call to reverse some of those things. And I think especially 2020 showed us um, the need for that shift and that change. We saw a lot of social movements come forward, a lot of people come together and really identify some of the problems that we have been kind of putting under the proverbial rug and bring them to light and say, okay, this is a new decade. This is a new way forward. And it is time for a shift in these marketing tactics. It's time to stop attacking our potential clients and really just kind of call out some of the larger problems we're experiencing. Yeah, that is so important. And I think this is something that will resonate across industries as well as, you know, this is the solution to the problem but maybe you're not the problem. Maybe it's not your approach. Maybe it really is this kind of wider thing that we need to look at and we need to approach it a different way. I think that that is something I haven't really looked into and I love this. And I have another question for you. So how does that relate back to like copy as far as I want to put my values out there? If I don't have a mindset that I'm approaching a problem maybe differently than I had been taught over the last 
five, 10 years on the online space? How do I undo my thinking to make this happen? Yeah. So this, I mean, this is not going to be an overnight fix. It's not going to be like all of a sudden now you flip a switch and now all of your copy is going to automatically be shifted. But just by recognizing that and and keeping this kind of a conversation in mind as you're writing, you're going to be a little bit more mindful of how you're phrasing things. So one of the easiest shifts you can make if you're just getting started with this is to anything that you're talking about that's a negative, right? Like when you're talking about something that's frustrating or challenging, right? Any of those kind of words where we're eliciting a negative emotion, distance that and use kind of a third person phenomenon. Whereas when you're talking about the solution and positive things and all of the wonderful things that they can experience, then you can shift back into that first or second person narrative. That way you're helping them identify with the positive while distancing themselves a little bit from the negative. So that's one of the easiest shifts you're making in your copy is just to go back and check what type of language did you use? Did you use second person or did you use third person narrative? Um, And just make sure that anything that has a negative connotation associated with it has a little bit more of that distance to it. So let me ask you, because I'm I'm going to throw out this idea of like brand voice and things with that as well. I know that there are some brands and things that have kind of attached themselves to, I, I want to say this negative, like we're going to fix the negative sort of thing. If that is your brand, a an attachment to this solving the solution from a negative place, does somebody need to change their brand voice? What do we do from that place? Well, first of all, I mean, it's up to every business owner, right? We, we all have choice. And I'm not saying you have to come in and redo all of your branding. If you're attached to the way you've been marketing and it's working well for you and, you know, it's serving your business values, then, you know, keep doing what you're doing. I'm not here to judge anybody on what they're doing. However, if you're looking at what you've written and you're looking at your core values that you've set up, you know, when you worked with a business coach or whatever, I would go back and revisit that. Whether you do that, I make sure I do it at least twice a year, but some people do it more common, you know, more often than that. But go back and look at like, what are those core values of your business? And for me, honesty and integrity are at the top of my core values list. And so I'm looking at, is this piece of copy really honest? Is it with integrity of what it is I want my customers to experience, my potential people to experience? And if your copy is out of alignment with those top five to seven core values, then that's when you're going to say, okay, maybe I do need to start shifting my brand voice here. What are some small shifts I can make? But if your copy is in alignment with those values and there's no problem with it, then you know, it's, it's completely up to you. So it's, it's, if you start to feel out of alignment and that's usually when people start to come to me is they're like, this copy I'm putting out here, it feels gross. It doesn't feel right. I'm just, I don't want to sell my product because I don't feel like everything that's on my page or everything that's in my emails is what I want to be saying to people. And those are the people I say, then yes, we need to start shifting your brand voice. We need to start shifting your brand identity. But if you're not feeling that dissonance that out of, you know, if you're not feeling out of alignment, then you're probably okay to keep doing what you're doing. And then maybe just start to recognize some of the language that you're using and just start there. Maybe just start tweaking some of the narrative that you're putting out there without doing an entire brand overhaul. That's excellent. So here's my next question, because I know there are people thinking like I used to think, and that is, how could somebody else say what's in my head? When is it time to find a copywriter, a business strategist, a person who can say what I want to say without not sounding like me, right? So how do you sound like me? How do I know when it's time to hire? Great question. So let's start with how do you know when it's time to hire? And then I'll talk a little bit about more about, um, you know, the process of a lot of copywriters. So how do you know when to hire? There's, there's a couple different ways. First of all, 
If you have been sitting there trying to get this particular offer out there, whatever it is, whether you're brick and mortar, whether you're online, you have a new product, a new offer that you want out there, and you have just kind of been, you know, proverbially beating your head against the wall, <laughs> not being able to get the copy written, and it has delayed your release of that product. It's sitting there, you're looking at it, you've got it all packaged, it's ready to go, you know, you've got everything put together, but it's not out there in the market. And that's the only thing holding you back is the copy, then outsource it. Because the longer you sit on that product, the longer you sit on that offer, the more money you're losing, right? Because now all of that inventory is just sitting there waiting to be released, but you have no way to sell it. Get the copy written so that you can get out there. You'll recoup the cost of that copy as you sell the product. However, if that's not the case and that, you know, like you're you're just working away at it slowly, then go ahead, continue to work away at it, continue to get it done. Um, But everybody has that their own tipping point of, oh my goodness, I'm so tired of looking at this page. I just want it done. The other piece I'd say is, is the perfect time to hire a copywriter is when you feel like you just have no more bandwidth. There is, you have nothing left to give. You've already got 27 other things that you need to do. And that, that copywriting piece has been sitting on your to-do list for the last few weeks, months, whatever, then it's time to just outsource it. Because again, you're not going to be able to earn the revenue from that particular offer until you get it done. Um, And one of the best things about copywriting is there usually is a direct ROI, right? As soon as you get that copy done, you're able to sell that product, you're able to sell that service or whatever it is. And you're going to see an immediate return on the investment of that particular, that particular investment in your business. And how do we work together to make sure that you're writing my voice? So that has been a sticking point, or at least it was in the beginning where it was like, why would I hire someone to try to sound like me? Or how do I know it's going to be authentically my voice? How do I work with somebody who's not me to sound like me or to support my vision? Great question. So I can speak to my process and I know many copywriters have a similar process, um, but I can't say like all copywriters do it the same way. But When we typically work with a client, what I will do is I have a very extensive pre-work questionnaire where I'm asking all kinds of questions about them, their business, why they got started, their business values, right? All kinds of questions for them to kind of sift through. And then I tell them, do as much as you can. And then we sit down on a call. So if they're stumped on something, it's not like they're just submitting a form and we never speak. So they submit the form. Then I sit down with them and we have a 90-minute call where we're going through that. I'm asking them questions. I'm really kind of pulling things from them. And I'm recording that call with their permission, of course, Dawn, you know that. Um, (laughs) And so that I can listen back to things. But during that call, I'm listening to their word selection. I'm listening to the cadence of their voice. I'm listening to their tone, their vocabulary. I'm really doing a lot of, as much as I'm asking questions, I'm also listening to their responses there. And in my pre-work questionnaire, I have them list at least 10 different places that they have been featured. So that could be 10 different Facebook lives they've done. Or if they're all on their own page, I just have them list their page and I go watch them. But I then go listen to 10 different media clips of them. So whether they've been a guest on other people's podcasts, whether they have their own podcast, whether they've done Instagram videos or Facebook lives, it doesn't matter. But then I'm going and I'm listening. And I spend probably about three to five hours listening to their content, listening to their verbal content. So whether it's audio or video, so that I can, again, really try and and capture their voice. And then I sit down and I slip into their voice. And copywriters, I don't know, it's just kind of a skill set that we have. Not everybody has it, but we do have that ability to kind of shift in and out of different voices. 
And so then that's the goal really is to try and nail the voice of the copy, turn it back to them. And then that's what the revision process is for. So if for whatever reason, I have completely missed the mark on something or not captured your tone or your essence behind something that you wanted in that copy, that's what the revision process is for. And I often, I ask my clients to do a Loom video. So rather than just putting comments in the Google Doc, I ask them to go through and do a Loom video and explain to me what is feeling off about this. So rather than just saying, you know, this section just feels off. I say, okay, what is feeling off? What are you feeling? What is what is your internal emotions that you're experiencing as you're feeling this piece? And let's kind of talk through it so that I can, again, hear from them what's not resonating for them and then go back and try and redraft it in a way that kind of sits a little bit better with their particular voice. Yeah, this is definitely a highly developed skill set. So finding the right person to do this is, is very important. I would say you probably want to interview a couple of people to find the right person who can nail what it is that you're getting across in the marketplace. Let me ask you one last question. And this would be, you know, your recommendation for somebody who's just starting out. Uh, maybe they only have a couple of pieces of copy. Maybe they don't even have a website at this point. They have a couple of emails or they do have a Facebook page. How do they make sure that they're being authentic on the few pieces that they write now to make sure that people know who they're doing business with? Yes, I love this question because this it could be such a challenge, especially if you're newer to your business, right? Maybe you've only been in business in a year and you're trying to find your brand. You're still trying to find your voice. And I mean, it sounds funny, but the way we interact online is very different than the way we might interact with friends and family. And so you might still be finding your voice, which is why I always recommend people write their own copy themselves for at least a year because you're still trying things out and figuring it out. And so one of the biggest things I would say is, to really hone in on what feels right to you. Like, is that how you would actually speak to somebody if you were sitting down and you had them in front of you, right? So a lot of times, you know, people have brick and mortar stores and the way you interact with a customer when they come in your shop is one way. And then you go and you put something online that is completely different than the way you would interact with that customer face-to-face. So take a step back and really think, is this the way I would interact with my audience if I were face-to-face with them. If I were sitting down doing an in-person retreat or if they came into my shop or they sat down in my restaurant, is this how I would engage with them? Because that's how you're going to find your true brand voice is what is naturally going to come out as you try and interact with those clients. And then work on replicating that in the online space. Rather than focusing on reading all of the books and you know all of the things that are telling you, you know, do it this way, develop this kind of character, you know, really focus on what naturally comes out when I want to interact with that person because we can drop the templates, we can drop the formulas. And when you have a natural interaction with somebody, even virtually, it's going to speak volumes. And that's what's going to attract them to you and your brand because they can see when we are playing dress up and trying to be someone else versus when we are being our natural selves. We carry ourselves differently. Our energy is completely different. Um, And so I would just say, you know, drop all of the things that you've heard in marketing speak and really just try and act natural with your clients. And they're going to see that and they're going to appreciate that. And they're going to want to have more interactions with you because you are real. And gone are the days where we want that perfectly polished, you know, picture, and we want the perfectly quaffed speaking person. Now we want real, we want to see the people behind the scenes of the business, we want to see and hear who you are as a real person. And we want to know who you are outside of your professional role. Um, And I think this is a perfect time to be able to then sit back and really develop a natural brand voice for yourself. 
That's excellent. Thank you so much. If people want to find you and talk with you, learn more about you, I know you've got some really awesome resources. Where can they get those and where can they talk more with you? Absolutely. So if you want to see any of the resources I have, you can check them out on my website. It's kristenwestcott.com. Um, and on there, I have a free guide. It's called your sales page sanity saver. Um, but you can adapt it to any piece of copy that you're writing. And it basically walks you through all the things you need to kind of pull together before you sit down and stare at that blank screen. So you can pick that up. And if you want to interact with me in the online space, the place I am most active is on Instagram. And so I would love it if you would hop over there, shoot me an audio DM, just let me know, you know, what you enjoyed about our conversation with me and Don today. And if there's anything that kind of really stuck out to you, or if you have any questions about today's episode, I would love to hear from you in my DMs on Instagram. Awesome. We are going to put all the links and everything down inside the show notes. So whenever you're listening to this today, tomorrow, 10 years from now, you'll be able to go in there and find Kristen and all of her amazing resources. Thank you so much for joining me today and really diving into this new way of doing marketing. I just don't think that there's a lot of knowledge out there that we are really shifting the way people are interacting in you know business. Yeah, absolutely. This is one of my favorite conversations to have. It's it's behind my vision and my why. So thank you for allowing me to have this conversation with your audience today. It's been great. All right. I will talk to everyone next time on the next episode of the Profit Accelerated Podcast. Take care. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Profit Accelerated Podcast. If you want some more information about me or free resources, please visit my updated website, donkkennedy.com. Follow me on social at Don K. Kennedy XO on Instagram and on Facebook at Don K. Kennedy Mentor. I'll see you next time.